Welcome to MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Soccer Player Development Podcast. Discover all the secrets, hints and tips about soccer player development and soccer coaching from some of the leading figures in world soccer. Here's your host, Saul Isaacson-Hurst. What's happening, guys? Welcome back to another show. Got a great guest for you this week. It's Jerome Chantrain. Jerome's a coach at Andelect in Belgium. If you don't know, then uh, Andelect is one of the biggest and best academies in European football, uh, based in Brussels. And yeah, top academy, great alumni of top players. Uh, so I met Jerome last year and I was there filming the Inside the Academy uh, documentary at Andelect. Uh, and uh, yeah, sort of uh, connect with him and keeping in touch with him. Top guy, really interesting uh, guy, great coach as well. Watched him a lot uh, as he's taking some one of the uh, the third teams, I think. And also he works in the school program called the uh, Purple Talents program where they had the best players invited to train extra. So really interesting. He gives us a really great uh, uh, understanding of the quality at Andelect and why they produce such good quality technical players. So I know you're going to enjoy it. And obviously, look, if you haven't seen the Inside the Academy documentary yet, check it out. It's on the Inside the Academy YouTube channel. Uh, I'll, I'll stick a link in the description as well. And uh, we're just revamping that channel actually a little bit more. So we're going to have lots more sessions on there. Been up to Wolves recently, filmed some sessions at Wolves and um, some interviews as well. And uh, some more really exciting Inside the Academy uh, documentaries coming up as well. A couple in Europe as well I'm really excited about. But listen, uh, more to that to come. But without further ado, let's get into the show. So Jerome Chantrain, welcome to the show. Hello. Um, how is it? Everything okay? Very good. Thank you. Long time no see and uh, good to see you again. And uh, thanks, thanks for taking the time. I know you're very busy over there at Andelect. Just, uh, Jaron, give us a brief outline of your, your coaching journey up to this point. Uh, as a young coach, I was starting in with Sintrada. It's uh, also a first division team in Belgium. I, uh, I've did there uh, the under 10 uh, for three years. Then I was transferred to Anderlecht, uh, where I began as an under-9, under-10 coach. Uh, then I was going up to under-11, and now uh, since two, three years, I'm doing the under-13, under-14 with the Purple Talents, the individual training sessions uh, on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, it's uh, during the school hours. And um, yeah, from this year, I'm also a transition coach from uh, the eight versus eight to the 11 against 11. So that's hey. a little bit of my history. Sixth year now. So sixth year. Six years at Anderlecht, three years at yeah. St. Paul, so uh, 10 years in total. Uh, amazing. So give us a, give us um just a brief, like talk about your first role at Anderlecht then, you know, we talk, I mean, this is one of the biggest academies in the world. Everyone's interested in it. Talk about your first experiences Walking through the door of Anderlecht, what was that like? Uh, for my, for me, it was impressive because uh, I was playing against them with Sintrada, and it was always nice to see these kind of teams, like uh, with a lot of individual qualities, but also uh, some uh, animations that they've got. So uh, the first uh, three four months, it was uh, a lot of information that I received from uh, Mr. Kindermans and Mr. Deloz. So uh, for me, it was a whole new world. Uh, it was an identity, uh, an, a new DNA. And uh, it, it was very impressive also to work with uh, that kind of talent. It was, yeah, I think in each group you have 12 or even more uh, players with incredible uh, abilities on the technical side, but also mentally. 
Uh, so yeah, for me, it was uh, a dream that came true because I was always uh, a supporter of Anderlecht, and now uh, to work there in in this environment, it was uh, it was very nice. But it was difficult because uh, Brussels is a whole other mentality than uh, the other teams in Belgium. So um, it's not e it's not always that easy as a young coach to enter the academy. So tell us about the recruitment. How did you, how did you get the job? Um, I was doing some uh, some training sessions du uh, during the holidays uh, with an academy that was uh, linked to Anderlecht, and there I yeah for sure there were coaches from Anderlecht and also Mr. De Lewis was there, and um, after a few trials uh, they invited me to to talk about uh, a role in in their academy, and uh, yeah. In, at the beginning, it was like uh, you can give uh, some training sessions so you can see if it's something for you and we can see if, if, if it's a match. And then after one session, it was okay and uh, I was directly entering the, the academy. So, so uh, how, how, long had, how, how long had you been coaching beforehand? Uh, three years. Three, three years. years at the highest level. And tell, tell us about that club. What, so what was that other club you coached at? Uh, it was in Trade. Uh, for me, at that time, it was one of the best academies in Belgium uh, in the grassroots. So from under seven until under 12, uh, there was a lot of quality. Um, and also the coaches were uh, high level. So uh, it was nice. And the games uh, between us and Anderlecht were, also, were always tough. It was always a good game with a lot of uh, yeah nice football. Uh, also, STVV, Sintrada was uh, an academy. They were standing also for technical ability, a little bit like Anderlecht. But for sure the number of players with 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 qualities in Anderlecht are were a lot more than than at Sintrade. so um but they were searching from young coaches with the, with the same idea of football and uh, that's a, one of the reasons why I was recruited uh with uh well, for, with Anderlecht. tell us about your own you know coaching journey when you when you have that those that first job at Entrada um what did your sessions look like how did where did you get your coaching inspiration from i'm always interested in terms of you know, you think about session designs, you know, you're going in as a young coach. What sort of sessions are you putting on? Where do those ideas come from? Um, at uh, at high school, I was doing top sport. So it's uh, football at school. Uh, it was 12, 12 hours a week. And um, my inspirations came from the, the teachers that I got there, like uh, Dirk Gazelings, uh, Michel Brunings, Anoué. These, uh, these ideas I took with them. Uh, with me but i for sure i adapted a little bit uh with my own ideas but uh the basic from my uh coaching skills uh i've learned at the uh, top uh, top sports school uh in leuven and by the way uh Dirk Kaiserlings, um he was also uh, a coach at anderlicht so it was a little bit okay. uh, the same idea that we got there so give us an idea what did those what did your early sessions look like give us a typical session that you put on what sort of things are the players doing uh, for me, the most important uh, is the technical ability. Uh, grassroots level, uh, it's uh, me and the ball, and uh, they need to develop a maximum as possible their uh, technical abilities, like uh, passing drills, uh, technical dribbles, um, also one v ones. Uh, for me, is the most important that that they need to. We need to create some creative players that um, they they have some um, like yeah. And, I don't know how to say it exactly, but when they receive the ball, they they, they need to take some initiative and, uh, with the ball. They need to do something, you know. Uh, and we as a coach, sometimes I, I see some coaches, they are playing PlayStation and they, they are always talking about, you need to do it like this, you need to do it like that. 
that's not the type of player that we want to develop. And for me also, I, I let them uh, be creative and uh, these young guys need to take decisions. And when their technical ability is high, they can they can uh, do everything at the grassroots uh, level. It's from later on that we need to put some animations in at place. Did you did you do um your coaching badges at the the Belgian FA as well? Yeah, for sure. But I I did also my uh, studies at the um, yeah high school so university, and then you have uh, some uh, short um, course that you can follow from uh, for the UEFA E. So um, if you have UEFA A, you can do it uh, if you have a bachelor and you have a master degree. Uh, it's a short uh, thing that you can do. Normally, it's uh, one year uh, UEFA B, three years UEFA A here in Belgium. But uh, yeah. I, I did it on two years in my master degrees. So, um, uh, and, and the UEFA B, what, what did that look like? What sort of stuff you do, were you doing in your UEFA B? Do you remember? Yeah, it was uh, basic stuff from 11 uh, against 11. For us, it's uh, you have now the UEFA C, it's five against five, three against three, basic of football. And then UEFA B, it's a little bit of preparation for 11 against 11. You see a little bit video analyzing, um, so these kind of things. And then for sure, uh, UEFA A, that's uh, periodization and and you go further on in the 11 against 11 is there like is there like technical drills and stuff like that in those courses that's what i'm interested in i mean what's what is it was it like more of like a general game orientation or is it more technical training sort of real detail or what it's it's more a game uh game orientated course uh it's not not that uh, individual um i think the more individual skills that you learn it's in uh ufrc with us because right. uh, there you are yeah this is for the age for the younger age it's for the five against five in belgium so it's from under seven until under nine under ten yeah and there you learn uh, how to create exercises but also how to uh, coach uh, an individual young player uh to to make them better but yeah cause i'm interested in that so your uefa c course that involves a lot of what 1v1 skills 1v1 drills and passing drills and that sort of thing yeah exactly and they they need I think now they need to organize also a food festival for young guys so uh, like uh, dribble parker uh, so dribble skills they need to to do some uh, rotation exercise that they need to introduce technical abilities passing drills shooting uh, these kind of things it's uh, now under the name of football festival for uh, little guys from the age of six until nine I think. Will there be stuff like, you know, ball striking, different ways to strike the ball, shooting technique, passing yeah. technique? So, like, because what, what I mentioned, we don't get a lot of anymore. The, the courses in, in England are very much based around the game, even the, the beginning ones. There's very little technical detail for the coaches. I'm just interested in what that looks like for you guys in Belgium. Yeah, it's a little bit the same. But uh, for me, I think um, there need to be a difference again uh, with uh, yeah performance and development. I think uh, at the younger age, in the grassroots, for me, the most important is that we de develop a player individual and not in team. Because uh, my goal as a youth coach is to develop players individually and that one day they can achieve um, yeah, their dream and arrive in the first team, uh, hopefully with us in Anderlecht, but even further, like the examples that we have, Lukaku and, and now and ever. So that's the goal for me personally, 
and uh, for sure there are some coaches they want just to win the league and uh, after the season that they can say okay I've won with my team the league or tournaments or it's a little bit um yeah each coach need to need to choose uh, their plan and and their uh, career but for me the most important and that's a little bit sad to hear that the um, like with us the organization uh, the Belgian organization of football it's also like in England uh, based on um, how can my team uh, win games or how can I de develop my team to play in different uh, playing systems styles uh, these kind of things no I think actually I think to be fair to the FA here they it's, it's a lot more individual it is individual based but it's a lot more based within games sort of structures and play there's yeah. very little technical content and detail for coaches to learn about 1v1 and skills and ball strike and that so they've made they've gone more the road you know fair enough to do more game oriented but still is an individual focus but it's just in a different way i think there's just not a lot of you know technical details which is interesting what so tell it remind me then see so your first role at andelect remind me your first role at andelect again uh it was a coach from the under nine under under nine perfect yeah so just tell us about that then so you mentioned that in the um about the 5v5 just rem just rem just tell us just I mean a lot of people won't know but just tell us about the structure of football at Anderlecht and at the FA in terms of what ages play what formats and stuff like that how you structure that Anderlecht okay so uh, under seven under eight under nine they are playing five against five um and uh they these guys are playing so you have uh 24 uh, professional teams in Belgium and they are playing against 12 of them but um, it's uh, decide decide by uh, which uh, part of the country you know. So the 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 teams in the east will play against twelve teams in the east, and then in the west they will play against twelve teams in the west. So until under ten, it's like this. Then you have under ten, under eleven, under twelve. They are playing eight against eight, and um, this is like uh, under thirteen. From under thirteen, you are playing eleven against eleven. But there the from this year, the 10 best academies in Belgium, they have a competition. So, and it's decided by labels. So like uh, one of the things that is uh, important is how many players of your academy are playing in the first team, uh, accommodation, um, yeah, license of coaches. So uh, how many UFA, UFA A you have in your academy. Um, so this is, all in general, you and every team needs to send it to the FA. And then um, at the end, there is a ranking. Anderlecht is at the first place at this moment. So, oh, wow. uh, And so the best 10 teams now, they are playing Elite 1. Uh, then you have Elite 2. And uh, then at the end, last year, we had playoffs. So uh, it's a whole other uh, organization. So uh, and from under 13, you are playing for uh, result ranking. Under 10 yeah. out of 12, it's only playing without a ranking. So, and then, so tell us about the under nines, 5v5. Um, mm. You did that. What sort of formation will you play for a 5v5? Um, we are playing uh, like in the diamond, goalkeeper diamond, but um, the animations there, are, we don't use a lot of animations. We are focused, we're very focused on the individual uh, qualities of a player. So, like I said, um, game skills we are not uh, developing or our focus is is not there it's it's mostly at how can i make a player better and how can i learn how a player needs to um, do some technical dribbles 
and uh, also the detail coaching there is very important uh, during the training sessions and also during the games for sure but the training sessions are for the, for the coaches the games are for the players so that's a little bit the mindset that they have there but uh, what's like said, uh give us an idea then what's a typical under nine session look like at andelect um mostly uh there are during the whole training session technical aspect is in every exercise uh but for sure they have some shooting exercise passing drills but normally every training session is starting with uh, juggling um uh, that's one of the most important things with the young guys and then you have some uh, technical uh, dribbles uh in in different kind of exercises uh, without and with pressure and then for sure uh, a lot of uh, coaches are doing the little duels like 1v1 2v1 2 versus 2 um these are the the most in, important thing to to develop um their uh, their skills um during training session and like i said in the beginning it's without pressure and normally at at the end of a training session we we are putting some pressure against them so uh, that they need to learn how to develop their technical abilities without and under pressure and how, how do you come to decide what you're going to deliver in your session? Is there a syllabus? Is there a curriculum? How much freedom do you have as a coach? Or is it much more in terms of the practices design is given to you to, to deliver? I think we have a controlled uh, freedom. So there is something that we need to follow, but uh, you are free to, to create your own exercises. But I think we have enough quality uh, within the coaches in the five against five and also our coordinator. Um, and uh, they are talking always about their exercises. And um, I think uh, for sure the coaches in the five against five with us, they are top class in, in everything that they are doing. For sure, when I saw training sessions of them, it's, uh, it's yeah, also the detailed coaching that they have. But the most of them are already in the five against five for six, even 10 years. So it's, it's yeah, it's their... Um, like I said, it's their passion to develop young guys. So uh, can you give us an idea about you know give us an example of what that detail would look like as a you know under nine session? Like, uh, the most important is when you when you start a dribble and you are doing like um, yeah if you start a dribble we are talking about who, where is the pressure so you need to dribble with the right feet if the pressure comes from the left side or otherwise um, the timing of the of the dribble of the skills um then also different types of dribbles orientation elimination uh, protection so these kind of things uh, the guys know uh, from uh, from a very young age and then for sure if they are going to under 10 11 12 we are uh we are going further from um yeah there we are talking about spaces and and everything around this but uh, under 9 it's it's me the ball and uh, and um opponent and then uh, we are talking about uh, the both feet the best feet protection of the ball elimination so these kind of things um, are very important and the the thing of uh, we are doing a lot of repetition so that they if a player of under nine and you are not under nine and you are asking the same questions he will give you normally the the equal answer so he will say mm. yeah and how much, for example, would a session be unopposed with no opposition? How much would be opposed with opposition, for example, roughly to for each session? I think in each session we are doing without and with opponents. 
Do you have sure. like a percentage? How much would be without an opponent? How much would be with opponent? How much unopposed and un or unopposed? I I think uh, from the younger age, it's more mostly forty percent uh, without and sixty with. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, and the, and, and just game. talk about then game day. You're, you're going to play a game on nine v nine, five v five with your under nines. What's your approach on game day? How do you approach that? What's the mentality? What, what sort of messages are you giving to the to the boys? Um, I think the coaches they they let them a little bit free in the animations for sure. They are talking about uh, the the diamond that they need to handle and how to yeah they're giving their positions, but mostly they are talking about what they've learned during the week, uh, like uh, some dribbles, some skills that they learned during the week, and that the coach is stimulating them to show it during the game. It's mostly uh, a mental talk to to give them some confidence to do the things that they learn during the week uh, under a maximum of pressure, a competition game, like we said. Um, and maybe if it's too easy, they give some extra challenges to them, yeah. like uh, playing in uh, certain uh, touches, like two touches, three touches, or every need, everyone needs to touch the ball before we're going to score or this kind of things. Yeah. So, um, um, and, um, for example, what about positions? Do players play different positions? Are they set positions? Multiple. How does that work? Yeah, multi-position. Until under twelve, uh, every player needs to 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 play. Like I said, every position. So, uh, central defender, he will play also in the middle. He will play also play at position nine as a striker. So, mm. um, we we develop uh, like multi-position players. Interesting. And so then going now to the. 10s, 11s, 12s, the players are moving into 8v8. What's mm -hmm. the change then in terms of what you're delivering in the curriculum? Is there any difference? What's the is different messages going for the players? Yeah, I think uh, in the 8 against 8, we need to combine the technical ability, uh, the skills uh, that they learn, also to game skills. But at under 10, it's quite uh, basic. So there we're playing in a double diamond, uh, goalkeeper double diamond. So there are some principles that we want to to see in possession, in ball lost. Um, and for sure, in under 10, it's basic. In under 11, we will put uh, some things more in ball position, some animations. And then in under 12, yeah, they're just uh, until uh, December. Uh, they are playing eight against eight, sometimes from January. They are playing already 11 against 11 against certain teams. So there, yeah, under 12, we are already preparing for uh, playing 11 against 11 in under 30 at the end yeah. of the season. Because I'm interested. I mean, you know, as you, you know, from 5v5 to 8v8, I mean, it's only three players, but it's quite a big, you know, it's a bigger pitch. Yeah, it's a bigger there's, pitch. There's a, it's tactically a lot more demanding, isn't it? You've got to help the players. How much more tactical information you're giving those players if you like you know what sort of things how do you how are you helping those guys with that transition uh i think uh the most important that we are doing is is trying to the technical abilities that they learn in the five against five we need to make them also uh game related but on position in the eight against eight so uh from the eight, eight against eight we are working with the tattoo uh, like uh, catching, keeping, progressing, progressing, creating, uh, finishing, winning. So every little guy of Anderlecht knows the tattoo. 
Uh, and then we have some sub principles and uh, like uh, okay, uh, keep the ball. What do we? What do the? What does a player of Anderlecht needs to keep the ball in the team? And what do the teams need to keep the ball in the team? So we have the tattoo is always individual, but also collective uh, as a team. So and mm. then uh, we are training normally two times a week the individual player and two times a week two training sessions a little bit more the 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 team principles. So so, what, we, so 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 the individual one would be similar to the younger age groups, much technical, individual based, and your yeah. team one's more tactical. Give us an idea then what's that tactical session would look like. What's a typical tactical team session look like? Uh, tactical team session. Uh, we are not talking about tactical. We are talking about more about animations. So we are trying to make some, um, yeah, some like the in and out movement of uh, position two and seven. So when two is entering into the into the field, the seven needs to stay wide, and also other side. If he is eliminating from to the outside, number seven is going inside. These are a little bit of principles. But we are doing this in a in a passing drill, for example, mm. at the beginning to to yeah. learn the principles, and then we will go to it in a in a in a game. So we have um, like uh, on position passing drills without pressure, and then we have on position with opposition. Mm. So uh, it's a little bit the same, but we add some pressure, and then we have the topic games where uh, we are going in a in an eight against eight game, uh, giving some topics that we want to see. So also these training sessions. Tra uh, training sessions are structured by uh, the on position or profile development, like we said. Then the on opposition and the and at the end the topic game. Because it's like uh, really you're doing a passing pattern, aren't you? Remember when I came over, we made the film. Yeah. Lots of lots of passing patterns, and then lots of you talking different about the rotations and movements. So, for example, you're going to work on that passing pattern with the two and the seven rotating. How long yeah. would you spend on that passing pattern, that drill, that passing drill? Normally, I'm doing like uh, my warming up, and then I have three blocks of twenty five minutes. So it's a twenty five uh, minute, yeah. twenty five minute drill. And then, as you, I mean, a lot of listeners won't know. Obviously, the inside the academy when we filmed that we saw that the big onus on left foot and right foot and creating balance on both sides. And what I found quite remarkable is that everything fifty percent, literally down the line, was on one foot, fifty percent on the weak foot as well. So you work really massive emphasis and on that both feet can you just tell us about that yeah i think uh, the most important thing is is that we develop uh these kind of players they they need to be relaxed when they receive a ball and if you can handle it with left and right yeah for sure you are more relaxed when you receive the ball and you can you can think also quicker because players they didn't have the ability to play left and right they need to be focused on what we are going to do with the ball and then they need to think about the other players on the field and our players are very uh, relaxed and and they are like the king of the ball like we say in, in in Belgium so they have a lot of more time to think about the other things because ball handling they are already at the highest level and that's very important also in the multi-position a player who is playing on the right side we're going to put on the left side also so um so he will develop the two the two uh, the both of them uh during the games and at training sessions yeah our that's the most important of our detail coaching it's the both feet it's mm. technically everything needs to be yeah at 110% may even it's um so 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 you have a 25 minute 
window, you do 12 and a half minutes on the strong foot. Well, on one foot, you do 12 and a half minutes on the weak foot. So that would be, for example, on the right side with the two and the seven, and then maybe with the three and the 11 on the other side. And every player gets that experience of that, that equal weight on both sides. Everyone needs to do it like this. And it's uh, until under 18, even uh, during the whole academy that we are uh, doing this. And tell us a bit about that. You talked, mentioned one v one earlier. This is a big part of my what I do in my work. How 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 you know? Sure, that's, that's, is that still important? How important is that? What does that look like when you're working in the eight v eight? The thing that um, it's also in the eleven against eleven. When you are strong in the one v one, it's also uh, like I said, uh, more easier for your team if you can eliminate with the one v one. You will play a majority. It's 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 logical. So uh, for sure, if our defenders in the build-up can eliminate on a 1v1, yeah, we will for sure be much stronger and we will always create a majority. And that's a little bit the idea that we have from, from the young age. And in the under in the eight against eight, we are stimulating every player who's playing behind in the back to, to search a 1v1 and to eliminate uh, his opponent directly. And even everywhere on the pitch, we are stimulating 1v1. Because these are skills that you are developing in the golden age uh, from under 9 until under 12. And uh, if we receive in the 11 against 11, normally every player can eliminate his opponent. Every player uh, can handling both feet, uh, right or uh, left. Mm. Every player can play mostly everywhere on the pitch. For sure, in the 11 and against 11, we are talking about defenders, midfielders uh, and strikers. But normally they can play more positions than than other teams or other players and where do you get your inspiration for that i mean is there is there, is there a curriculum within the club is there guidelines i mean who who leads that or is it more you know you're just taking inspiration from the game um yeah for sure i'm i'm uh, reading a lot i'm i'm developing uh, by uh, watching movies by watching documentaries but for sure uh, the person who was uh, creating this all was uh, Mr. Kindermans. That's for sure. Uh, I think the game model and uh, all the ideas and all the things that we have at, at Anderlecht at this moment was created by him and for sure other people like uh, Mr. Deleuze and, and um, some coordinators um, like Dirk Gijsselings in the past. Uh, mm. They created the whole game model and the whole philosophy uh, DNA within the club. Interesting. So then moving on now to the 11 v 11, 13 plus, tell us a little bit about that. And then, you know, like I said, is there, is there a difference? I mean, what's, what's, you know, what's the added information that the boys are getting? Is there any difference in the session design and what's getting, getting delivered? Yeah, I think uh, from under 13, under 14, uh, we are in, during the days on Tuesday, Thursday, we are training the uh, technical ability skills. Like you, you were there uh, during yeah. this, uh, these training sessions. This is focused on the, the individual player during the evening sessions. For sure, there we are training uh, our animations, like on the attacking part, uh, progressing part, uh, build up from behind, all these kind of things. We're during uh, the evening sessions, but the most important is also that at under 13, 14, we are playing in a three four three uh, with a diamond. Uh, why uh, I think um, it's good to continue and developing the 1v1 behind. So you are playing 1v1 in the back, you are playing 1v1 in, in the front, 
but you have a majority in midfield. So we need to learn how to create uh, and how to play the majority in midfield. So I think, um, yeah, this is a quite, um, it's a tough system, but it's very, yeah, it's a lot. We have a lot of fun with playing uh, in this system, also with the guys. It's um, it's a lot of fun to develop the, this system to the guys. Interesting. And tell us about then the Purple Talents program. So also you mentioned before you work within this. This is the the school program that you guys run. Tell us about your role in that. Tell us a little bit of background about that program. Uh, I think the last uh, few years I was just a trainer, uh, was uh, giving the training sessions during uh, during the day. And it was uh, Rul Clement, who was uh, the coordination uh, member of, of the team. He's now actually coaching the first team as an assistant coach with the first oh, team. Wow. He was leaving the academy. But I think um, he, was, uh, with uh, Mr. Kindermans, developed, um, yeah, like like I I was following the top sport school, but um, I think there you are training with other players from other teams and uh, training sessions are given by other trainers. They created the Purple Talent Program to give the training sessions by our own coaches with our own team players, with our own players. So the quality of the training sessions is very high. And uh, during one hour 30, uh, we are training different type of uh, technical abilities like crosses, passing drills, uh, finishing, um, these kind of things, uh, long ball, uh, heading, everything uh, that a player needs to develop. So they basically they do an extra session on a Tuesday, an extra session on a Thursday. That's right. So two extra yeah. sessions, two 90-minute sessions. Tell us about the, the the students, the cohort, how they made up, What what's the youngest they come in and how are they selected? And how many players have you got altogether there? Uh, at this moment, we are about uh, 60 players in total. Um, yeah, you need to know how they are uh, selected. For sure, they are the best, best players in the academy, um, for sure. But... Uh, in the past, there were only 15, maximum 20 players. Now, uh, with uh, every team is proposing stuff like this. So now the, the gap between a purple talent player and, and not the purple talent players is, is, is uh, smaller. In the past, it were the elite players, uh, or the best players, three, four players of each generation. There were uh, purple talents. Now it's mostly the 50% or even more uh they are purple talent because otherwise they are going to another team uh so uh we need to we need to follow the other teams also um, which uh which what, who are your rivals what other teams are, are are trying to get players in brussels uh i think it's in uh whole belgium now we have bruges we have gang we have um even standard we have uh, Gent, i think uh, and for sure from abroad also uh, like uh, ajax uh mm play teams from England so uh, now with the Brexit it's more difficult to leave uh, Belgium to, to go to England uh, last year a lot of players were leaving to uh, Italy wow. uh, so yeah the Academy of Anderlecht is always um, yeah uh, a good academy to 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 deliver some players to other teams so uh, and if they are uh, investing some money yeah, sometimes players are leaving. Like uh, mm. in the past, we had the example of uh, Romeo Lavia. Yeah, he is just transferred to Chelsea. Uh, he was leaving Anderlecht for uh, Man City at the age of 15, 16. Yeah. So uh, some players we lose, and yeah, 
um part of the game unfortunately isn't it yeah for sure what, what's um what, what's the youngest player you have at the purple talents what age group do you start taking them in the school um normally from uh, the under 13 uh, okay. then uh, but uh, last year we had also two players of under 12 uh but they were playing already with under 13 right. so um and the reason why um under 13 they are starting in the uh they are the first year after primary school so uh and it's much much easier to organize everything by transport by the school by uh, yeah everything. So. so then you have two two of these extra 90 minute sessions give us an idea what one of these 90 minute sessions would look like uh they are always starting with a physical trainer uh some uh like coordination exercises uh, without a ball some sometimes with introducing the ball and then normally we have uh three little exercises with three different coaches and they pass uh, after 20 minutes to the next coach who we have normally uh 10-15 minutes uh with uh yeah, physical trainer and then three blocks of 20 25 minutes with uh with the team coaches and uh these normally you have always one exercise with a finishing drill a passing drill and the third it's, it's a little bit different that change every every time and it's like a carousel isn't it so you have like you know yeah. three three sessions going on three coaches for example yeah was it 20 minutes each or something like that you rotate spin around yeah. change your life. I remember one someone was doing a passing drill, some did like a possession, maybe someone did a one v one to shooting, pretty much based on like that. So then yeah. that's your daytime. Then in the afternoon, then you go into the uh the game like exercises. Give us an idea what those sessions look like. Uh normally it's always starting also with physical coach. Uh we have every age uh, has uh, his own physical coach. And then normally after 20, 25, sometimes 30 minutes, uh, we will going with the same system, like in the eight against eight by the mm -hmm. tattoo, we are creating some exercises. Like if we are uh, training the build up from behind, we are talking about the keeping or slash progressing. Sometimes you are uh, touching the finishing and the creating. And normally it's always with, uh, like you saw with us at Neerpede, uh, with a passing drill without pressure, but uh, where the detail is on the both feet technical side of, of the mm -hmm. exercise. And then we are putting some pressure into it and in, in game related uh, things like a 1v1 on the side, uh, defenders in the in the 16 meters. Um, so everything is all, always built by without pressure and with pressure on position uh game uh related so very much i mean dr very drill based isn't it it's very much you know drill it in do it a lot repetition yeah, repetition. we are always offering some uh, some different animations we have three four five animations and then we need to so you say an you, you say animation when you say animations you mean well like pictures different pictures from the game that you want to give to the players or is that what yeah, you mean like uh, like you saw the exercise that you film that i give to the under 14 yeah. last year it was like inside run uh it was yeah. like uh the overlap it was like different animations in offensive part like creating where this was the creating part of the tattoo and um yeah then they can choose during the game what's what is the best choice so uh during the game normally the coach isn't um giving the the options they need to be creative and they need to choose the right one so very much you know just playing devil's advocate here a lot of you know there's a lot of some uh there's been some people in the coaching fraternity who say everything should be done in a game and be more chaotic and be less drill based and everything should be opposed. What's your 
what would your argument be to these coaches? I think uh, the most important thing for for a child, for a kid, because other also they're under 13, 14 or or children, uh, they need to have some recognition on the field, uh, and and from there on they need to recognize spaces, they need they need to recognize uh, situations, and then they can uh, take some uh, choices, and uh, if you're offering them or you let them learn the spaces on training by drills, by movements, by animations, then they can take the best decision more easily during the games and then when it's a uh, total chaos dur during the training sessions. And for sure later on, the coaching of the of the of the coach in question will be more will be less uh, because the coach of the under 18, it's a different type of coaching than under 13, under 14. At under 13, 14, we are developing players in under 18. There you need to prepare them for, to go to the first team and to have some results. Uh, but with us, for sure, every child and everyone likes to win. That's for sure, but it's not the most important. We need to uh, develop players by our uh, philosophy. And I think with uh, recognition, game-related exercises, game-related um technical drills uh, they will learn a lot more than if you are doing something to to do something and and brussels itself is quite it's a very diverse city isn't it i remember one of your colleagues telling me it's one of the most diverse cities in the whole of the world yeah. i mean what does that diversity bring you know as in terms of the recruitment what's what are the benefits of having such a you know a melting pot of different cultures in one big city coming together uh, I think uh, it's always nice to work with a diversity of players. Like uh, everyone is bringing his own uh, positive points into the group, uh, for sure. But also the negative. There are always the pros and the contras. But I think uh, to work with uh, diversity, it's always um, I can learn for also for a coach uh, because yeah. one you have the qualities of a player, but two you have also the the social part and the mentally the mental part of a player and that's always interesting with us uh, how players makes uh, each other better to to grow as a player to grow as a as a team and like i said the dressing room in, in Anderlecht is hard it's very hard for new players they are entering our academy also for new coaches you need to you need to have a strong character because otherwise it will be very difficult but if you arrive to to entering the team and you you deserve your place, you will be a very good player. That's for sure because everyone makes everyone's better. And what about yourself? What are your own ambitions as a coach? Where would you like to? What level would you like to coach at? Uh, at this moment, I'm happy with uh, the youth coach, but for sure, my dream is uh, to entering a professional staff in the future. But I'm a young coach. I'm only 27 years old, so I have a lot of time. I will, uh, first of all, I'm joining a lot uh, to develop the younger players that one day that I will see them on, on my television and playing abroad uh, in the big five uh, competitions. And um, maybe in five, ten years, I will I will make a step to, to a professional staff. That's my goal. But um, step by step. What about, have you done many tournaments abroad and played many European teams? Have you had any, any experience against English football teams? Uh yes yes uh we played uh, last week in the under thirteen tournament against Tottenham 
Okay. Uh, and what's, 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 what do you think of, what's your impressions of English academy football? Uh, it's different. They are, uh, they are making more a squad, more a team than, than we do. Um, much, not a lot of detail coaching on the technical part, mostly in, in the team, uh, like how the team is playing, uh, more about organization and these kind of things. Uh, not that structured as we are. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a different, different kind of, of, um, approaching a game or approaching players and what would your advice be to a young aspiring coach who wants to you know develop technical footballers really good footballers for the highest level uh first uh listen to your players create a create a, a relationship with them and um really make them better be patient do a lot of repetitions and I always uh, saying if your exercise is looking good, your exercise is too easy. So you need to put uh, a next level and you need to, uh, because sometimes when we are filming exercises, it needs to be uh, good to see, nice to see. It needs to, it needs to be uh, fluid. But most of, of the time when it's like this, the exercise is too easy for the guys. So you need to always challenge them to 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 make the next step that's the most important and uh one day you need to you don't need to win leagues you don't need to win cups if one day a player is reaching the first team and he came to you and say coach uh i remember you when i had you at under 9 under 10 that's the most that's the best the most best feeling ever in, in that you can receive as a, as a coach this Lovely. Thank you very much, Ryan. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. It's been fantastic. No problem. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the MyPersonalFootballCoach.com Soccer Player Development Podcast. MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's dynamic ball mastery program is the world's leading online individual technical training program, proven and developed at the highest level in the English Premier League. Sign up now to train like the pros and take your game to the next level. Master the ball, master the game.